Welcome, welcome, welcome. Season two of Whatever Works with Jasmine McDonald. This episode is super dope. I have a buddy in town from the Outer Banks who talks to me about a lot of existential shit. We kind of sound like we're rolling, but we're not. So strap in for an intense conversation about the universe and the plausibility of life externally and the life within and self-forgiveness and authenticity and finding your joy like it gets we're kind of on a journey here galactically so I hope you enjoy the ride if you like the podcast consider subscribing to it that would be awesome Um, we're so happy you're here I have tons of listeners all over the world in multiple continents like the support has been unbelievable so I'm eternally grateful and humbled as always for everyone that cares about the pod. Thank you for allowing me to take a couple week break. I traveled a bunch and then I actually got COVID. So I had to hang up the cleats for a few weeks, but I'm back and we have a lot of awesome guests this season. So we're going to start here with Luke Letario, who will talk to me about all of his his thoughts, feelings, and concerns regarding the aforementioned topics. And then we're going to get into some of his live music. It's a real treat. And of course, as always, we're going to meditate and drop in with Source at the end. So let me know how you guys feel about this episode. Like, comment, share, review, share it with a friend. Uh, This is all, you know, just to connect and get closer to one another. So I hope you all are enjoying the pod and, um, you definitely enjoy this episode. Good luck. We're just in the office, sitting on the floor in it's the living a, room. It's the lab. It's the lab. The lab. In the lab. In the lab. Okay. Um. Hi, guys. Hmm. Welcome to season two. Season two? Of Whatever Works with Jasmine McDonald, yeah. Wow. Which feels awesome to say. Right. How many episodes did you finish? Ten. Wow. Banged them out almost completely in a row. I think I skipped one week. So what, you went from like episode 8 to 10? What do you mean? Like I went like January, first week of January, second week of January, like banged it out all first 10. Mm -hmm. And then I missed one week, I think, for some reason. Or I might have snaked it through. I mean, I might have delivered. I'm a deliverer. And then anyways, you guys know my Mars is an Aries via the last podcast. Okay. About my birth chart delivery. You're an Aries sun. I am an Aries sun. So you like to deliver too? In Western uh, astrology, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, we, ha- we still haven't looked at that. Vedic? Vedic. That's not human design though. That's not human design. These are both future podcasts that you're going to explain all of this stuff to us, yeah? No. Why? I'm not, I'm not like knowledgeable enough. He's being humble. No, not seriously. Um, <laughs> so... I'm sure this is what I'll say in my intro, but I just want to just say 
I'm so humbled and grateful that anyone even listens to this. We added a country to our listener list, Honduras. So shout out to Honduras. Yeah, France, Germany. What? The UK. Indonesia. I don't know anybody in a lot of those places. So I'm really um, feeling moved in, in in a very grateful way that anyone cares to listen to this podcast. It's kind of amazing that we can be here in little old North Carolina, but also be there. It's the power of infrastructure. (laughs) Wow. We're not going to talk about the machine. We could. (laughs) We're all victims of the machine. I'm just grateful to be alive. I bought these posters from this stripper association in Berlin. And they are fighting for equality in like the sex work industry in Berlin, in Germany. And I bought two hand printed posters. I have one of them in my room. It co- it's they say "Sluts Against the Machine." Nice. And I just love it. And it like goes straight to them. And I was like messaging with the lady that like made and designed them and whatever. And it's like helping marginalized people is important, mm. or people that are seen as less than. By the machine. So be mm. a slut, do whatever you want. That's my mantra. Nice. Um, <laughs> and I started this podcast, as many of you know, because I wanted to have more joy and creativity in my life. Because mm. I'm, by nature, a very joyful and creative person, but mm. I can be bogged down by the machine. machine. Mm-hmm. Mm. So I have my friend Luke Letario on today mm. to talk about how he found his joy, how he continues to find his joy, mm. what that might look like, how it ebbs and flows following it, tapping yeah. in, mm. tapping into it, tuning into it. Yeah. So, yeah. What do you feel called to tell us first, sir? I feel called to tell you... First, Jasmine, mm-hmm. thank you. You're welcome. For what? For me, it is an honor mm. and it's a privilege to be able to have the opportunity to sit down and process the thing of joy mm. that I feel is one of the most important things for me as a human to try to strive for because within my joy, I feel most alive and free. And so when there's any opportunity to get together with a friend and just process that, I feel like a lot of good can come from it, you know? And um, I think it's super cool, first off or second off now, that... And so forth and what have you. right. Just the fact that you have decided to be courageous enough to use your voice in a way that brings people together. Um, and so it's an honor to be a part of that. And um, I appreciate you for asking me to join you. Yeah. Great. That's mm-hmm. it, guys. End of episode. <laughs> I just brought you here from the Outer Banks to hear that and have it recorded. The gratitude for myself. So we're Perfect. done. You can go home now. Yeah. Drive home now. Yeah. No problem.
I think it's really good to be validated too, you know, mm. even though it's like a fine line of seeking validation, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. But I think it's a gift that can be offered to somebody, right? To offer validation for someone. Of course. And so I enjoy the opportunity to do that as well for others. Um, but yeah, I just came from the Outer Banks and, uh, in the last 10 years, I've lived in Wilmington, North Carolina, and I grew up in Northern Virginia, Chantilly, uh, Virginia, which is inside of Fairfax County. And, um, yeah, and uh, I'm grateful to be here in good old Cary, mm-hmm. North, Ca- North Carolina. I was talking with a new, new girlfriend that I've yet to meet in person, actually, um, and she lives in Northern California. And she was like, not going to lie, Chief, I don't know where Carrie is. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm, it's not surprising. I'm going to take this opportunity, and then the circle jerk can end, I think. <laughs> okay. <laughs> to, to revalidate you back for the reason I asked you. And I've asked many people, but I ask people that I think have something to share. And I ask people that I think will be um, light workers in the sense that what they say will help someone and also bring them joy and entertainment too. Mm. So you guys are in for a fucking treat (laughs) tonight or Uh, whenever you're reading here, listening to this on the treadmill or in the car because Luke, um, plays music. So we're going to hear some of that later. mm. But as far as following your joy, so when you were growing up in Virginia, like what was your joy then? Like when did you start first understanding like what your joy was for you? Wow. I think that's an interesting question for me because as I'm sitting here and I am reflecting upon that specific question, I realize in the moment that there's been many different levels of joy because when you ask me a question from a time of my childhood, it seems as if that then my joy might have been a little differently than maybe it would be now in this present moment, but it still has a part in my joyful existence, but it's not the front runner of the thing that makes me feel most alive today. And I, you know, as a child growing up, I would say that I was put in a kind of systematic thing of sports. Okay. Like that's where... Like you mean boys play sports. Yeah. Like that's something that was big in Northern Virginia and it was a way for me to get my crazy energy um, Aries. focused and to become a part of like, it's like the first time I really started to really feel what it was like to become a part of something greater than myself. And mm, like the team aspect, the team of aspect. It. yeah, absolutely. Playing for not only myself, but for each other, you know, contributing to the win. Right. Or yeah. Contributing to, yeah. The, the whole, even like one play. Yeah. I mean, and so like as a child, like I really like, 
I felt most alive when I did that because I don't really, I didn't really know any other way in a sense of like, it was an opportunity to like put all this crazy energy and to be able to express physically, you know, and to become tired. Like it was probably a great thing for my mom to put me in because as a child, I was like somebody who bounced off the walls and, um, sports are fun. They are fun. I love them. There's nothing wrong with sports. I don't think. No, I don't think. I love to see a human condition. Like those stories that are like, I, my mom died and then I got to football and I won the state championship. Like those 30 and what is it? 30 and 30. 30 and 30. Yeah. This, I used to want to make sports documentaries when I mm. was in high school because the human condition and working hard and resiliency is like, I think one of the most beautiful parts of our lives as human beings and sports is all of that. Yeah, it's it gives us a lot of motivation, um, and then it's nice to have out, out like things that are you know you want to achieve, mm-hmm. and then working hard towards that goal, and then and learning how to lose. Yeah, that's really important. Mm-hmm. I like that. I like that you mentioned that um, because life is tough, right? Mm-hmm. And we all experience some sort of loss in one way or another. Um, Mm-hmm. Also based off of conditioning as well, that word again, right? Um, and expectation. And uh, mm-hmm. so, yeah, I mean, it's good. I think it was good as a kid to lose and, and then also learn what it feels like to win too. Mm-hmm. Um, like you can expect, it was hard, it's hard when, you know, you are, one is inclined, naturally inclined to do okay. Like I was never incredible at a lot, but I wasn't shitty either. Mm-hmm. And really applying yourself and then like in school, like I really, I remember a few times I really, really studied hard and I would get like a C plus and it was like, you know, it's humbling, but you can, it's kind of just learning that you could do everything in your power to get a certain result. And it still is not what ends up taking place and how the failure would only be if you did not continue to try versus the L itself and it takes continuously losing um to learn that I think yeah I I um I'm processing while you talk about the grade like C plus and and my first thought was like back to like being in joy like when I was young playing sports like I didn't like like school didn't do it for me. Like I had, there was no like passion in school for me. It was like, because with sports, it was active. It was like, I needed to move, right? Like sitting there in school and like focusing so intently on something and trying to learn like, and do homework and get grades. Like it didn't give like there was no excitement in that for me. And so for me, I did what I could to get by in school, you know, like, see, mm-hmm. he's great. I passed, you know, I'm mm-hmm. like, let, let's just get through this, yeah. you know. Um, it's interesting to me, like, sports were such a major part of my life, but today I'm more passionate about, like, the creative arts. And when did that start happening? It, I think that it's always been there, but it was like what was 
giving me the most, like what was the most easiestly thing attainable Mm. and like being driven around by my mom and making sure I had to be at practice and like, you know, like just my mom taking care of me. Like we went and I did the sports and it was like, so I show up and I do that and I'd get a lot out of it and I'd be able to express my, these high energetics through that. And, and when it came to like, like I've always loved to sing. Okay. So that's something that like I can remember as like a young kid, like my mom's favorite music being on like, um, cranberries. She used to love cranberries. And, um, what's your favorite cranberry song? Dreams. Is cranberries a the, the zombie, zombie? Yeah, that's yeah. Okay. About Ireland, about the Catholic Protestant war. Wow. That was going on. Yeah. Yes. So that was probably my. That's the one that pops up real quick. Okay. You know? And my mom would actually, yeah, like I mean, I guess I don't know. I just mm-hmm. it was just. Well, it's epic. Yeah. I but I didn't understand lyrics or anything you know i'm just like the, singing i can sing these zombie it's easy like yeah. yeah you know you can that ability to express you know and release um that's why to me music is so invaluable because it's like a outlet to express ourselves and within the express allows me to truly release you know and and not like like for me it's important to express by singing or toning because like sometimes I can feel a certain way and not even know how to put words to what I'm feeling right and I've found myself practicing giving myself the opportunity to find a moment when I am in discontentment or I feel stagnant or sad or something and I just Ah, uh, oh, like just like tone, you know, and like mm-hmm. loud, and when it's is for as long as I can, and then repeat it, and then I notice this major shift within myself of like this release of that discontentment, you know, that sadness or this feeling of what's wrong, you know, like it eradicates itself because I was able to express something that was within me without really putting a finger on what it was, you know, but I think it's like having that ability to release, you know, like when a balloon blows up so much to its capacity and pow, it explodes, right? And then it's gone. Then there's nothing, right? There's nothing there anymore. It's kind of like that when I feel like I find myself just having the opportunity to express and it can be in any form I find too right like using a paintbrush crochet um anything creative Mm -hmm. right and that back to the joy right is like I've found for me to be in the creative element or finding outlets finding things experiencing practicing things that are creative to where I like find that okay this is what I really like to do like I've tried painting I've tried coloring, uh, drawing, um, there's probably, there's a lot more mediums that can be used. Right. Mm -hmm. But like for me, I find sound to be in, in singing and expressing and playing instruments and percussion kind of things like rhythm, rhythmic movement, things like that, like really be what 
I, where I feel most alive. Um, Closest to God. Yeah, I really in in something like something cool about that for me and a raise of awareness within myself has been I really find like when I am tapped into that creative expressive moment Mm -hmm. that is where I am connected to source, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, because it's my life because I feel alive, right? The life force within me is able to come through and I get out of the way of this mind structure right all these thought processes of like what am I going to do tomorrow or how am I going to make ends meet or what am I going to eat or like all these things that I get curious over or get stressed out about like when I give myself the space and availability to let go of all that and just fall into the rhythm and sounds and tones like nothing that everything it's like being in that place of bliss as in like when we try to meditate and find that state of quietness right within where our mind's not running like if i'm doing something actively yeah nirvana like nirvana when i'm doing something actively creatively like i'm not thinking about the machine right right and yeah um, yeah. you're just existing exactly i have a question Mm mm-hmm the cat is like wanting our attention. Yeah. Um, when you release sound and your toning, do you think that the release without having to put it into words lets it kind of m- move through your system more efficiently versus labeling the swell of discontentment? Like, I feel X, I feel bad, I feel angry, I feel sad, or whatever the case may be. I'm going to try that, what you just said. Because when I start to label how I'm feeling, which I think is important for healing, but if it's a passing moment of irritability or discontentment, I would like to kind of just almost sift it through my body versus getting into the hows and whys of it. Do you think that's helpful to not have words to even to just get kind of move it through? Yeah, I mean, I've found through my own experience of doing this, right? Like of trying that, that we don't have to have words for these things, you know. And then and the more that we start to reflect on something, right? Like the deeper we ingrain these kinds of things, you mm-hmm. know, because we're opening up ourselves to more to more about whatever it is that we're to a lower vibration, right? Like if my, if my goal is to raise my vibration, then looking for reasons to feel good versus reasons to feel bad, which will create an overall more joyous experience on earth in this body, then yeah, I want less time in that shit. So what is raising our vibration? That's a great question, right? Or like that phrase, you know, like for me, when I feel like I'm like my vibration is most raised, it's like when I feel expanded, like my whole cellular system within my body feels like it's way further out of my body than just like right here, right now, where like my, it's like my, I can feel like this ignition, like my cells are almost ignited and tingling in a sense, you know, it's almost like this high, 
right? Mm-hmm. Like, I think, you know, we can experience, like, we can experience if anybody's ever tried some mind-altering substance, like, there's like everybody there's this thing that you know it's like wow this is incredible i feel so expanded right and Mm -hmm. and like i'm one with god's universe yeah yeah um whatever whatever the 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 feeling or idea is in in that when it comes to that kind of thing for me it's like everything's happening exactly as it's supposed to and utmost synchronicities to my highest and finest good to all around me too like everyone me and everyone around me when i'm rolling in the past when i was rolling face Mm -hmm. it was like things synchronicities and you know it's like this utopia feeling mm -hmm. right where you don't really care nothing matters anymore it's just like the sensational orgasm right all over right and like i found like the ability to do that with without using the substance and and it's when I can let go of the cage of the mind and the whys and the hows. And through the expression, through the toning, like, I don't need, like, I just need to be here and now and feel f- as free as I can be, right? And when I tone or I sing and I and I let go and I do it on a repeated, like, I, every breath, it's like I really, because with the expression, it's also getting me in tune with my breath right because it's through the breath that allows my vocals then to come out and so as i train myself to tone as long as need be it's the whole breath and then i'm back in and then out again and it's getting me really in tune with my body and it's releasing built up things within myself through the vibration that is coming through my vocal cords my whole body is resonating as well too and everything is vibration and when i get myself to certain frequencies i can feel shifts within my body and and then it through that vibrational like movement, right? Movement, even like dancing, when we can do ecstatic dance, things like mm-hmm. that. Like we're moving so much. Like there's this release. It's the movement of things, you know? And within that, then I'm feeling ignited and expansive. And I drop in and I'm like, I notice like after, like on the way here, the last 20 minutes or so on my drive, like this song called Him. H-Y-M-N mm-hmm. came on on my playlist and it's just these um, women humming. They're like, mm, I can't I can't think of it right now, but it's just humming back and forth. And I started to like tone harmonics with them in my own in my own tone. Like I didn't try to match exactly what they were doing, but I find my voice like in what's comfortable for me and do it. And I just did it over and over and over again. And like the last two and a half hours of my drive, I'm like, you know, dancing, singing. I'm, I'm way high. My energy is way high. And I'm like, and it's raining and I'm like, and I'm so like driving in the rain. I'm like feeling like, you know, a little bit tight. My head, you know, I'm like trying to focus extra hard. So it's, it's like really tiring in a sense, you know, it can be straining energetically. And then this song comes on and I start toning with them in my own frequency over and over again. And next thing you know, I drop in, I'm just like, zoom. And then I'm just like, I'm super still. I'm in the stillness. And, um, and all, then I feel like nothing can bother me. Like all the rain well, wasn't. Like yeah. all as well. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, all as well. And that's all that matters, right? You know. 
for yeah. ourselves is that all is well? Yeah. I mean, my friend Heather, who has been on one of the pods as well, we talk a lot about everything. Mm. But one of the things we often talk about is like winning the lottery. Or no. Yeah, well, we do talk about that. But this was about um, your super. what would your superpower be? Mm. And she said, without skipping a beat, she said, I'm always living mindfully, meaning I'm mindful or I'm speaking in layman's or verbatim, not verbatim. She'll say that's not exactly what I said, Hmm. but I'm in the moment. I'm mindful. I will forever from this moment, this genie gives me the superpower will always live in the universe's moment as it is right now. Hmm. As source intended where I'm like, you know, we all know the Buddhist, the only thing, the most important thing in our world right now is this conversation because it's the only thing that's happening and there's no such thing as the past or the present. Let's think of this simply, 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 right? It's like, what is being mindful, right? Like what is being mindful present? What is being present? Okay. Well, really all it is, Mm -hmm. I, in my, in my, through my lens. Yeah. Yeah. Is being in alignment and aware of my breath. I breathe into my diaphragm right below my belly button, my dantian. And that's where all my chi is at, right? Like mm-hmm. my chi is this energy mm-hmm. within me. And like the breath to me is if when I'm like locked in on my breath and I'm just focused on my breath, like I'm, I'm completely aware of everything. Me, myself, and that, and that's really all that matters. And and, and I'm grounded in my body. Mm-hmm. And and the things exterior-wise don't really matter anymore. Like I notice, like whenever I'm in a place of like not being mindful or present within my breath, and I'm thinking about all these things, future tripping or past tripping or mm-hmm. all these things that cause anxiety, depression, fear, insecurity, right? Like resentment, resentment. I get back into, I realize I'm like, wow, I'm not really not breathing very deeply right now. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm. I'm not really in touch with my, it's like, it's here. Yeah. It's right all in my chest. It's all in my chest. Very shallow. Right. Mm -hmm. Hardly even getting oxygen in. Right. Like, (gasps) you know, it's like, yeah. And we need oxygen. Like we need oxygen to survive ultimately. You know, we need oxygen. Literally. If we we don't have oxygen, we lose consciousness. Yeah, immediately cut off from source. Yeah, so source is what? Is it oxygen? I don't, you know, is that like, you know, it's like... Maybe like a gaseous manifestation of... I mean, it connects us to that conscious state, like to be conscious and alive and alive. Because what, this is life, right? Like all we are is alive. That's all we have is this moment of being alive. We need oxygen, you know, we need to be breathing. And I feel like we get so far away from our breath that we, that's where the discontentment, the, like the stagnant, being stagnant, the disorientation mm. comes from, from, and, and it's like, I feel like if I focus more on my breath, then I'm not like, I'm super grounded, right? Like, like I don't worry about, much you me it that you know anything really because i'm okay i'm alive and well i'm i'm grounded i'm like i can feel myself fully present and here 
you know? It is well in my soul, right? Like I'm just, and what you were describing, the expansiveness and like that almost orgasmic feeling, like for me, it, it happens at, with live music or, and dancing to it. Like I will travel the ends of the earth to dance to live music or maybe in like a cardio session. Mm. It is movement of my body and Mm. it is music in my ears. Mm. If those two things are happening, then I'm in a really good spot 99.9% of the time. And if I can really get inwardly close to my spirit in that way, then I feel the most alive then. Mm. You know, like this is life. It's happening right now. I am... I'm a human being and I'm alive, you know, it's, and it's like church to me, you mm. know, I, it's not, no, everybody knows this, but I don't do drugs or drink, but I love dancing so mm. much. Yeah. And I will go to, you know, I just came back from Miami, the biggest drug festival fucking on earth other than Burning Man, which I've already been to. Mm. And I just danced. I mean, the first day I did, da- I walked 26 miles on the dance floor like that yeah i love that for you (laughs) that is like being a human being right like you know when you dance too you think about it like you get to a point where you can get tired right and you gotta like focus on your breath it comes back to your breath you know but i can oh i haven't breathed in x and because all of a sudden like i it's I haven't breathed. I think even though like within movement unconsciously, we start to like get in alignment with the breath. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's something that maybe pay, you know, pay attention to next time, you know, you get mm-hmm. into your own rhythm. Right. And, and, um, I think like that. I oh, feel very, very high when I, that happens. I yeah. mean, and I'll do it here. You know, yeah. I'll ask my radio to play some music and I, you know, my friends call me all the time. What do you do? Oh, sorry. I'm da- I'm having a dance party in my kitchen by myself. You know, nice. that's maybe not a daily thing, but it's a bi-daily thing. I mean, movement the- is so important. Movement of the breath, movement of the voice, movement of the body. Mm-hmm. Like that causes freedom. That it allows freedom. You know, because we're not stagnant. You know, we're not like running into blockages. You know, like we can. I mean, we're pretty, like, it's, I think this experience as a human, like, we have, like, amazing abilities to heal ourselves, to, and through, like, the idea of the movement aspect and being creative and expressing, you know, Um, and I find, for me and so many people like you, right, that, like, dance is super important. I need it. Like, I need, I need to You love go. to sing too, right? Like, yeah. You love to yeah. sing, you know? Like, there's a part because you feel alive when you're doing that, you know? And it's like, it feels good to sing and let it out. And, and then to dance on top of that and listen to music and allow the rhythm, like tapping into the rhythm, like the rhythm of the universe, you know? Because everything is rhythm, you know? Like, Mama Pacha, she is, she is vibrating mm-hmm. and in rhythm right now, you know? The whole world... The universe has its heartbeat. Uh, yeah, I think it's... And how, like, the moon runs the ocean somehow? Like, what the fuck is that about? You know, I could easily get very... Sounds like I'm on mushrooms if I talk about nature and how it doesn't really... 
Like the through a leaf, sunshine through a leaf looks like our cardiovascular system. Stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, though, I think the world is way beyond my understanding. But I think that like that in itself is incredibly beautiful, you know, mm-hmm. and to think that the impossible is possible because just the way that how big our world is like earth seems ginormous but in the grand scheme of things it's like the size of a grain of sand on the beach you know comparative to the whole like universe and galaxies that are all out there like like I can't even try to begin to fathom you know and I've lost a lot of time in my life trying to fathom (laughs) what it all is and what it means you know and but like you said like the moon being in harmony with us is like without the moon, we wouldn't like without any one thing that is there right now, we wouldn't be here. Right. Mm -hmm. Like without us, we wouldn't, without the plants, we wouldn't have oxygen. Right. Mm -hmm. Without us breathing back out the the plants, like they need our carbon dioxide. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, like that, that filter, right. That circular cyclical um, relationship that we have life cycle. Right. And then, Like the moon and the sun, right? Like the the rotation of it all and like us seeing the moon. Or like that, how Source knew we needed some light at night, but not all the light. So that's why we have the moon, which is like a dimmed kind of vibe light versus the sun, which is like, a you know, it's time to get some shit done light. Yeah. Like the vibe itself of the light source yeah. is different for the time of day that it is in, which I think is nuts too. Yeah, I wrote this song one time. I was like, why are we... It's not really how it goes, but it's like so blind to see that without one, there would be none. Mm. Right? Um, That's beautiful. And and it like goes, like there's some lyrics in there about like that circular relationship of like the plants and us, right? And the sun and the moon, you know? Um, Because it's hard to imagine life without the moon or the sun, right? Like that's those are some other lyrics that I put in there. Um, Pretty. And it's one of and I was that song came about because I was sitting outside on a beautiful day, like seventy five degrees and sunny in Wilmington. Mm -hmm. The the greenery around me, the trees were looking so vibrant. The birds were out there just singing, and I'm like in admiration for them, right? And like all of a sudden it hit me, you know, without one thing in this system, like there would be none, right? That that's the magnificence of it, right? Like wow. I mean It's like the I mean the, And there's joy there, right? Like to recognize and be present in honor, right? Like honor life and honor the things around us, right? Like to really sit in that is like wow. Right? Like, there's joy mm-hmm. in that, you know? Yeah. And there's life. There's the life force now communicating within me, you mm-hmm. know, making me feel more alive, you know? Revealing to you the magic that you're in already. Mm, the magic that we are. Yeah, yeah. You know? Because mm-hmm. we are magic. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's another thing. Our bodies, right? Like... We're These. stardust, right? What's that about? Do you know a thing, anything about that? <laughs> Do I know anything about that? I mean, sure, the planet is in the un- like we are a part of the universe, <laughs> right? Like, yeah. like, like, if we were somewhere else looking at this planet, 
it would look like a star. <laughs> right. right. Yeah. So, yeah, sure, we're stardust, you know? I think, like, we are made of it. Like, it's in our... Is that any... Is, like, it, the interesting thing now I'm thinking, like, is that... Any, like, what does that even mean, really? Like, what is star... Like, when we look out at the stars, like... Mm, what I is see. that really? Because like, it, like, cause we're here on this planet looking out there, but what if we were out there looking here and this was here and we were there and like, right. it would look the same. Like what's, is it? So yeah. Is it different? You know, this like, yeah. Does that mean? It's yeah. Like no, confusing. I see what you're saying. It's kind of confusing, but mm-hmm. it's also like, we are a star. I yeah. Guess, you know, yeah. like, I mean, the, the ins and outs of it all, like, whatever, that's too much for me, you know, I'm just like, then I start to get, I start to then doubt myself because I don't have answers, you know, and like as a human and the programming and the machine, right, it's Mm. like, if I don't know, then I'm not good enough in a sense, you know, and like, if I'm not the best or whatever, then I'm inadequate or something, you know, and so I have like, find peace and bliss and like, being like, it's okay to not know, Mm. Um, that gives me joy, you know, love it, I love saying that, yeah. We talked about that earlier today. Yeah. I, I, you know what? I actually don't know. Yeah. And it, I spent so many years of my life full of anxiety, um, trying to think of answers that didn't exist, that I didn't know, that I was frankly making up, you know, or lying about, well, it's actually this or, you know, San Diego, founded by the Germans, you know. Yeah, I don't know like how I many made people it. in my life that I've lost for being somebody who like needed to be right in a sense, mm. you know? Trial and error, right? Trial and error, trial and error, trial and error. Like everything seems to be in my life like as somebody who claims to be an experiential learner and not, you know, only knowing what I know, right? And and being a product of my environment, really. Mm-hmm. Um Feeling like be arguing with people over things that are ultimately seamless, like, and, and it was all just to try to feel superior. Right. You know, when really it doesn't, to me, I'm like, it doesn't matter now. Like, it doesn't matter. And I find myself every day trying to have to, like, rewind that back or, like, bring that up to my, the freshest part of my awareness that, like, I don't need to know. And the only thing that matters really is like the magnificence of life itself and trying to understand it and seek to be more admirable towards life and how magnificent it is, you know, and following your joy, following your joy is what matters because there's freedom in that. There's freedom in being happy, joyous and free. There's freedom, like obviously happy, joyous and free freedom, right? Sure, sure, sure. There's it, 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 but it. Do, I do feel not caged. I don't feel so fearful or insecure when I'm doing things that make me happy and bring me joy. And ultimately, it's within the creative element of expression where I find myself being of most joy, where I'm not like nothing else really matters. You know, mm-hmm. I feel alive, like I'm to create, right? Like to create. Right to have the ability to create something mm-hmm. is godlike. Oh, yeah. Right, it's it's our whole like that's our whole purpose of being alive is to create because life itself is creation. Right, right, and we have the ability as a male and a female who come together and want to if we want to create life, we could work towards actually 
being able to create a life. Definitely. Right? Yeah. And literally. Literally. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And um, that's like the source God. You know, there's like this phrase in one of the world-renowned books of like created in the image of God. Mm-hmm. Right? And that means I'm not separate from God. No, not at all. Right? Like I'm created as God in the image of God. Well, I think the our highest self when we go inward. The and, creator. Yeah, well, and our highest self is God, I think. And it's hard sometimes because it could often sound like I am God, which is not what I'm saying. But I believe that when I get a message that is of a higher frequency, again, bring that up, like for if something were to go on where someone has hurt me, for example, and in my heart going inward and prayer and meditation, what I'm told is that person is going through something and they're in pain, which is why they in turn hurt me. And if I can love them through that and forgive them, whether staying in their lives or not, but in my heart know that they are also going through something versus I'm a victim of it or versus fuck them. Mm. That is my highest self. And me, my, my underworld self without getting in touch with source would not think that, right? We're taught to get even or cut people out or whatever the case may be to protect mm. ourselves, hurt people, hurt people. But mm. if I can, wow, that really hurt me. I don't, that's not who they are by nature. Like no one is like that by nature. Mm. You know, people that hurt others are in pain or unhealed and knowing mm. that and loving them, that is God. You know, me separate from spirit is not going to think that way without being previously influenced by source. So I think the higher nature is, is God. God speaks to me through you and through my other friends and through my spiritual leaders and my wellness team and the dude on the fucking side of the street begging for change. I mean, I've heard messages from everyone around me if I so choose to see it. And God is using every single one of those people, places and things and pain and joy as experiences and conduits to get me information that I need to continue to take steps to follow my final purpose and my joy, which is changing all the time. And as the path narrows, I can take less and less baggage with me. So the baggage that is get back at that person or hold on to resentment or hold on to fear or sadness or whatever the case may be is going away. I only, I don't have time to hold on to any of that. I don't have weight on my, I don't have room in my backpack for this journey for any of that. I only have room for loving awareness, forgiveness, joy, service to others to get where I'm fucking going. That's the only thing I have room for. And that's, you know, I think it's interesting to like think about the aspect of like the, the good and the bad mm-hmm. in a sense, right? Like versus it is. Well, it's I'm, what I'm, what I'm thinking in my mind 
right now and feeling in my body is like everybody has their process of unwinding pretty much that what you just shared and it's hard to get to a place of that perception or that ID, you know, that way of living and existing without going through those times of getting even or, or being upset and, and then feeling those way, the way that makes you feel right. Like mm-hmm. always feeling how whatever actions we take or whatever actions we feel or what outside of ourselves, how they make us feel like without like being recognizing how all these things make us feel. I don't think we would ever get to a point of understanding ultimately ourselves more and what works for us and what doesn't work for us. And so it's like, I can sit here and be like, the world needs to change or why doesn't this person think like me or, you know, why are, doesn't everybody, they? yeah. Or why doesn't everybody f- like, we all should be loving and tolerant and patient and understanding, but why aren't we? Because people, I don't know. We all have, maybe I think that our, like our process of unraveling the road getting narrower of being loving, tolerant and patient and understanding, you know? And, and for me, it was like, I had to exist in a way that wasn't the most conducive to everything outside of myself, mm-hmm. right? Like I had to push people away from me. I had to do things that I regretted in order to then get narrower narrower within myself on what is right and what is wrong and recognize that I don't like those feelings that I'm getting from pushing people away, from not doing the next right thing, Right. And because the more I did that, the more I started to then despise who I was in a sense, you know, Mm -hmm. and I had to have people in my life show me what it was like to be loved in in order to ultimately then start to feel that and start to express in those ways that I learned from other people on how to love and then recognize that, yes, this is it. And it was based off of those feelings of not feeling that way before of love and in the actually feeling of pushing people away and trying to be right and not wrong you know um it was within like going so far down that path that made me like be like what i need help Mm -hmm. i need somebody to show me the opposite of this and people treated me with that kind of love and compassion that I ultimately really needed deep down inside in order now to see how it's done and do it as well. So I feel like there's, it's interesting. Like I could try to tell somebody one thing that to me is completely, I embody it. And I, and it's like, I know this is the solution, right? Mm -hmm. Like this is, and this is how you do it. And this is how you get there. Right. And I can get lost in that. And I have to come back to think, you know, everybody's got their own process, right? Like, and no matter what I say, if it somebody doesn't understand it, it's just because they haven't had the opportunity along their path in order to truly come to recognize and understand that for themselves because the experience may not be there. You yeah. Know? Or something wasn't bad enough in order to be like, oh, I need to change. Yeah. You know? They have to feel it first for mm. it to land. I mean, pain is the greatest teacher is the great equalizer in my experience. Yeah, I can relate to that. You know, I'm not going to make a change 
unless I'm in an immense amount of pain. You know? Until, until, right. And then hopefully it gets to a point when we, like, we have to understand pain, I think. Through my experience, I, I had personally, I had to understand pain in order to really understand joy. Of course. You know? Yeah. And then through the experience of both, that was kind of how I'm able to be like, whoa, I'd much rather be in the joy yeah. than the pain, right? And so now hopefully I can be at that point where now joy is my greatest teacher mm. rather than allowing myself to get to that point where it gets, because the only time I really get into pain is when things are bad enough or then, then like I have to have some sort of trigger that is on my receptors that's like, okay, you need to do something about this mm -hmm. rather than keep moving forward in the flow, in the grace, in the ease of joy, you know? Cause that's when I think I'm truly in alignment is when I'm in joy. And I, I hope to keep moving forward, not having to keep suffering in a way, you know, but it's maybe inevitable. Well, I think until we get to that place of <sighs> saying, I will not like I'm going to try like now and within myself my pendulum is only going to swing for joy like I'm going to follow joy mm -hmm. when I come to that recognition and then that is what I keep on the forefront for me like that's a place I would like to be but being human you know I feel like I have I think like not, not the perfect well ability to do that Right. And I think, you know, I think fear and anger and pain show us what is not working. Like, you know, you put your hand on a hot stove. If it wasn't for pain, you, your flesh would be not, I mean, your finger, your bones would be exposed eventually because you would not feel the flesh burning. Right. So I need, when something hurts me, it shows me what to work on. It shows me what is unhealed in my heart and soul. It shows me maybe what is no longer tolerable from it may once have worked and it now no longer does. So I think the pain is inevitable, but like the Buddha said, suffering is what is voluntary. So if I now being my life have experienced an immense amount of pain and it took me years and a lot of pain and near-death experiences to realize that maybe, just maybe, Source wanted more for me than this and Source wants me to be happy and Source has this beautiful earth with the sun and the moon and produce and citrus and rainbows and crystals and fucking flowers that smell beautiful and look beautiful. I mean... Ad infinitum, the terrain and the opportunities to chase and experience love, joy, peace, kindliness, all of the fruits of the spirit, just on our planet alone, without a human being, and then add human beings and add dance and add sports and add painting and service and forgiveness and human beings and sex and joy and love, etc. This earth is like a fucking amusement park for love and joy. And now I see the earth that way versus this is a painful existence. I don't want to be here. So after experiencing joy after the pain, I now know that I can create that joy too. I don't have to wait for it to come to me. I can 
be an alchemist and make it fucking happen in any way I want it to and hold on to it for as long as I possibly can. And when pain comes, which it's sure to come, I can lean into source and say, I trust my life. I trust that everything's happening as it's supposed to acknowledge my feelings as a human being that it's okay to feel pain. I'm a normal human being and let it wash over me and get back to my breath. And that is like, that is what I mean when I say highest vibration. (laughs) Nice. Yeah. That was good. Unraveling processing. Do you want to take a break? Or do you want to say more things? Yeah, I think that was that was beautiful. You know, and I feel like I can relate to that. So, and I'm sure if there's people out there listening, there's a part where they can relate to, you know, and probably a good place to to stop it's like without one there can't be the other like we said you know Mm -hmm. it's like without one there would be none you know yeah and it's like pinching myself that we are instead of just being like how is this what the fuck am I doing on this planet truly feeling out of that I shouldn't even be on this planet and not always in a suicidal way but in a I don't I don't understand you know, anything really. I'm in a constant state of discomfort and security fear to now, I mean, I'm 32. I'm not 105, right? Like in a short, relatively blink of an eye time, realizing being emancipated from the darkness and realizing that this is actually an incredible place to be. And that's why I think it's important to reflect that, you know, because people need, I needed people out there that I could see the possibilities for me, you know, I had to get to a place of where like, it was actually within the pain and suffering that like gave me the ability to like, place myself out, like out, like I'm not the most important thing anymore. Like it's not all about me. You know, like going through that suffering and then like having people who I could relate to that went through similar things to then like reflect that expression of like pain and joy. All of it ultimately is not permanent in a sense, right? Like we have to go through these things and that. So like if there's somebody out there who does feel like they're in pain and they're like, well, fuck it all really, right? Mm -hmm. Like, like just keep trying you know right like keep just try to find the joy because I really believe like as we came together for this podcast it's about like joy in life like that can get us like seeking out the joy Mm. can get us out of that pain and misery you know Uh, and like ways to seek joy is to try to find something creative for ourselves where we can get, you know, do something where we're creating in an expressive manner, you know, and with no end necessarily. Like you don't have to start an Etsy store. You don't have to become a famous fucking musician. You don't have to win an Oscar. If you don't even want to look at yourself and you want to turn the lights off in your room and turn (laughs) on some music and dance, you know, like, or if you like want to just, scream in your fucking pillow 
right? As loud as you can, you know? Release, like, release. Like, release, release, move, mm-hmm. right? You know? Because I think you and I can relate to being in that place in our lives one time or another that it didn't matter if we were here or not anymore. 100%. Right? 100%. And it's like, how do you get away from that, you know? And what helped me, and I think it helped you too, was seeing that it was possible. Yeah. Oh, of course. You know? Yes. And everything we're talking about here is based off of things that were pretty much experiential kind of stuff, right? And some of the unraveling was theoretical, right, that we just had. But the meats and the potatoes of it. I think it's all been actualized, though. Yeah. I think we're theory. I mean, we're speaking in generalizations. Well, stardust and us being stardust might have been the actual, you know, like some, you know. I'll find you the information on that. I think it's real. We'll check. Depends on the source. Well, I kind of liked our, um, the whole like, well, you know, if we were looking out there where the stars are looking here, it would look like a star. So how could we not be stardust? Well, someone's looking at our planet from another planet. Right? (laughs) That's so funny. Yeah, I definitely think that. There has to be. It would be, be, to me, it just doesn't make, it just. There's, I, it's impossible that it couldn't be the, that case. It, there has to be life other than there's human There's got to be life. Literally. Dude. We don't even know how many galaxies there are. They go so far beyond. You already said you've wasted a lot of time. You've spent. I know. Maybe it's like, not, I like mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. It trips you out. I believe. I believe. I, I know some really amazing channels. Um. I know some really amazing intuitives. Like the Palladians and stuff. Yeah, that like have an amazing ability to like channel galactically. <laughs> and like to me, it's not like it wasn't things that while I was sitting there and hearing it and doing these group meditations with part of my soul group, like it wasn't things that could just be made up, you know. And um, I just think that there's way more than meets the eye. Has know? to. You know, to say there's not life and on other planets is like saying two plus two is 17. It's like denying that wind is real. That hundred percent. It would be so ignorant to think otherwise. Honestly, it's can like you laughable. See the wind? No, you know, but you can feel the heck out of it. It's can't like you? saying love isn't real. You don't know what love look. You can, you can't see love happening. Right. I, I, I'm, I really am glad we just pointed those things out. Aliens are real. That's the point of this whole episode. <laughs> Okay, we're going to take a quick break, okay? Yeah. Okay. Nice. So we're back, I guess, and you want me to say that I'm going to play a song or two? Yeah, you took over the show. Oh. I don't know about that yet. <laughs> so yeah, um, I guess I'll play a couple songs. One's going to be an original, but the first one will be by one of the artists that is, I'd say, one of the most influential artists that I've come across for me that resonates with me the most. His name is Trevor Hall. And um, hopefully he's cool with me playing this song I'm I, hopefully he would you know it'd be cool but it's called well I say and uh yeah I love this song the lyrics are really cool when I first started learning the guitar it was one of the first songs that I decided to learn so thank you Trevor mm-hmm. 
the switch Hook her up and kiss Feed the inner child until it's full Will bliss Well I said what you gonna do When Dracula comes for you Stand there until you go Mister, can I get a ten for? Do you agree that there's a monster at the front door? Ready to bang it down, swallow up the town, put the children up for ransom, yet yeah, and make himself a crown. Mister, Mister, yeah, do you agree that there's someone in the village that stole a apple seed? Ocean's drying up. Constellations are corrupt All I can hear is this sound Baby, don't 
don't you be afraid I've got a secret that is keeping him away At the back door, back door There is an angel whispering me melodies Of all her hidden fables We will never die Don't you ever, ever cry Protected by the queen of the sky Trevor, little Trevor Hall for you, everybody. Wow. He's awesome. Yeah. And so this is an original song. And I guess it's called... Um, uh, Free as a Bird. We'll say that. <laughs>
awesome thank you for doing that we're gonna soar we're already soaring oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> okay well um thank you for being on the podcast yeah it was awesome it's yeah, been awesome you having, having you me. yeah and i think we're gonna meditate mm. for a minute so just stand by Everybody. Thank you for having me. Today we're going to talk about miracles. And what that looks like for you in your life and in your heart and in your dreams. So I want you to take a seat comfortably with both your hands on your knees, sitting cross-legged. And I want you to put your palms facing the sky. Take a deep breath in and out. I want you to focus some tension between your eyebrows on your third eye. Your third eye is connected to source. It helps you see the great reality beyond what you can see with your eyes. Focus on that spot and the air coming in and out of your nose. With practice over time, you will start to feel a tension there. This tension is the decalcifying of your pineal gland. The more you focus on this, the more you 
listen to the messages you get from spirit and trust the care that it has for you in your life. the louder these messages will come. The clearer you will receive them. As you're feeling your pineal gland, your third eye, and focusing on your breath, the life source coming in and out of your nose, I want you to think of a third thing. Think about the thing that comes to mind when I ask you what your dream is. Your dream life. Everything about it. Your career your friendships, your living space, your location, your lover, your relationship with God. Picture everything you would have it be. Get specific. If there is a thing that comes up for you in your dream, that could only happen if a miracle took place. I want you to focus on your pineal gland and know that it is possible. That thing that you're thinking of when you read a t-shirt that says, follow your dreams, live without regret, leave no stone left unturned. Make a promise with yourself, if you're ready and if you're willing to be in alignment with spirit, to do the thing. Take action to do the thing. Be prayerful with the thing. Speak of the thing. Do the thing.
You are a miracle. Your body, your heart, your mind, your soul are miracles. You are already a miracle. Believe in miracles. All the beauty this world offers is already yours. It is coming to you in perfect divine timing, in a host of ways, easily and without strain. God knows the desires of your heart. God will not abandon you. Strengthen your messaging with them. Strengthen your pineal gland. Follow your joy. Miraculous things will take place when you follow your dreams. Once the decision is made, the universe will conspire to assist you. Feel the joy of your dream in your heart space. Sit in it. Breathe in it. Feel the unbridled joy. What it will feel like when you have this thing. Because it's already yours. You just cannot see it yet. Sit in that joy for a few more moments. when you're ready, open your eyes, wiggle your fingers and toes, come back to this plane, familiarize yourself with the room. Thank source energy for your body, mind, soul, and spirit. Thank you for practicing with me today.
Until next time, namaste.